Jason. I'm coming live to you from a beautiful fall day in New York City. The leaves are changing. Uh, the sky is blue. The, the temperature mm. is just a bit nippy, perfect for a, a nice light overcoat to really get your layering on. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? I like whenever you start a podcast, you go, oh, you know, that's, that's like the sound that you make when you have to pick something up off the ground. <laughs> This podcast is me picking you up off the ground over and over. That's mm, no, no, no. This is some old guys rule swag going on right now. <laughs> oh, I fellas, see. Okay, fellas, yeah, you ever yeah. have to get up off the chair and be like, oh, <laughs> oh, my bones? You ever drop something? <laughs> you ever drop something and have to pick it up, fellas? Oh, <laughs> fellas, that's the worst. That's why I have uh, a caddy out on the golf course. I can't be picking up those little tees off the ground. Fuck, I look like. <laughs> But anyway, I just finished, you know, finished foam rolling my my wet little body in the in the foam rolling quarters. Mm-hmm. I got a nice little smoothie. I got a nice little coffee. Wow, that nice. This is a great, yeah, because it's a little early for you, but not too early. No, it's nine a.m. I already did my my grown man dog walk around the neighborhood. Please believe. How long does that walk usually last? If you have obviously, if you have no obligations, no obligations, I would say it's about it's it's usually about an hour. An hour? Yeah. You ever walked for an Jesus hour? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I've walked for an hour to get to a destination. I don't walk around in circles picking up shit. That's crazy. I'm not walking in an circles. Hour? You know that I'm a you know that I'm a root slut. R O U T E, <laughs> not R O O T E. I know your your hair is, is perfectly <laughs> I <dyed>. do <laughs> wave check. No, I mean, but I am a root slut as it pertains to, you know, beats. Uh, sweet potatoes and other tubers. Uh, do you use ways on your dog walk, or do you just freestyle? <laughs> no, I go, I go freestyle. Usually off dome, but if sometimes I like to do a little cosplay, and we'll go put the um the puppers into the car, and then drive to a new neighborhood and just walk around and explore new houses to shit on. Oh my god, this is the most depressing thing I've ever heard. I can't believe that an hour of your time a day is walking a dog well i'm you know shocked. i was just listening to who was it it was um yeah judd uptow he I was, I was listening to or reading something about judd uptow he said that in covid he just started walking and he does like two hours a day and the whole point of it is there's no there's no real destination you just kind of go and that's where you know that's where your ideas come from that's where real conversations happen whenever you and i used to go hiking remember that yeah hiking is exercise walking is walking okay okay so you know for some people walking is also exercise you're you're like lebron level fitness so you you're in the minority here not the other way around so you'll have to sit this one out and take this l no, no, look, I know it's good. I know it's but good for you. It, I get it. It's for I the just, mental, bro. And it's also a great stretch to just walk around like. No, I, I, I think the benefits are all real. I just don't look at that. I don't it, have to explain walking to you. It's, Chris. it's not very efficient use of time is all I'm saying. But I guess the thing with dogs is if you don't do that, then they're too hyper and they bother you at home. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to move just the same as you. And imagine okay. if you could only go to Barry's whenever uh, Alex wanted to take you there could you imagine a world like that 
I can't. And, yeah, see? Um, see, Chris? I don't like the plastic bags you guys use either. That's not very good for the environment. Ever thought about that? <laughs> it seems like it seems like. No, 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 no. That's a cheap shot. Well, I just see it. So basically having a dog is not sustainable is what I want to say. Fuck That's no. what it seems like Fuck to me. No, absolutely not. It's a massive waste of money. Yeah, your carbon footprint because of these dogs. I mean, you have two because you're extra psycho. So that's double in the carbon footprint. You're basically taking a private jet every day. I'm extra psycho. <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, I, I like it because you go out, you get the blood pumping. I don't bring no, a coffee cup the way you like to imagine. I think you probably, oh, you bring like a, a tasteful tumbler of some kind, like a Yeti or I maybe. I bring out a, the Yeti a, with my production company's logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> they gave this to us. Isn't that nice? Yeah. You, you wasn't at the rap party with me, bitch. Um, well, that's, I'm glad you, I'm glad you've moved your body today. I've also moved my body today. Um, but I had a big, I had a big day of walking actually yesterday. See how flat you're a flip flopper Biden style. No, it was it was to a destination though, so that's that's the difference. So I, I yeah I went, but but I had okay. a. So I, you walked all the way from your house to ALD. What, what <laughs> yeah. was going on there? Uh, no, I just had to tap in with the Broskies. You know what I mean? No, I walked to Chelsea to look at some art, and um, then I was prepared to walk even further. What was his name? Um, <laughs> there's a few. There's a few. You may have heard of them. Uh, John Chamberlain, Donald Judd, Bryce Martin, oh, Stanley good. Whitney. You probably haven't heard of them, actually. Wow, look at all these white names. <laughs> Don't make this about race. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, hey, you made dog walking about carbon footprint <laughs> or carbon. <laughs> that's carbon paw print that's true that's what something exactly carbon paw print is something i'm going to research and coin so get ready for the white paper it's time to take down big big poochie (laughs) (laughs) big poochie that sounds that sounds like a drug dealer's name free larry hoover big poochie all those guys (laughs) they they think i'm big poochie (laughs) uh We'll get to Larry. We'll get to the Drake Kanye Larry Hoover concert in a minute. But I yesterday squashed the beef like a tartar baby. All right, sorry. Go ahead. I go to I go to Chelsea Market to get a, a Ninth Street espresso because they have that in, in Chelsea Market. So I'm I'm kind of you know I, I'm surrounded by tourists. It's a little rough. And I get a text. Yeah. I get a text from friend of the show Pia. Okay. She's like, "What's up? We'll pick you up." I'm in New York City. I'm in New York City. Uh, so I I just. I basically walk outside and then get picked up in the new in the new Bentley SUV in a nice dark in a nice dark green. So the outside of the Bentley is a hunter green, not the inside. Yeah, the inside is I, I believe a caramel leather. I don't remember exactly. Peanut butter. I, I w- outside uh, outside <laughs> outside grass. <laughs> outside inside peanut butter. Outside wheat grass shot two ounce. Exactly, and then. They that's not bad. They took we went all we went uptown. We went to the row, had to tap in, but then then we had like kind of a uh, an issue, mm. you know, because we went to we went to Ralph Lauren. Pia bought Carmela a, a beautiful you know Christmas outfit, etc. I see no issue so far. <sighs> and then so then we're like, oh, let's go to Bemelman's. You know, they wanted to have a drink. I obviously love uptown on a saturday afternoon beautiful day outside and we get there you you're there for the nut mix at the bar i'm there for the nut mix and so we throw the keys to the va- you know we throw the keys to the doorman he keeps the bentley truck up front as you know don't scratch it four eyes that's what i tell him <laughs> over at bemelman's there's there's a line you know at the bar and i'm like 
what the fuck is what what is this like uh, you know i knew it was this, this is daytime yeah it's 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 3 30 i know i know it's like a you know obviously it's turned into like a mega tourist attraction which which i understand but it's 3 30 in the afternoon on a saturday mm-hmm. and it's it's looking like an hour in front of us okay <laughs> an hour to just get in and get a drink an hour to get sit down and have a cocktail que cazzo, que cazzo fare, that's what they say as you know i'm a cash carrier oh no <laughs> and i'm feeling you know i'm feeling loose you know what i mean i've had you did not you did not say i know we can't get a table but can my good friend abraham lincoln get one (laughs) no this is this is so funny i can't believe how funny this is (laughs) so davide is like on his phone pia's everybody's kind of having a meltdown because we're like we just can't believe this it's like you know every the 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 15 people that came in for the weekend from fucking dallas are just going to wait in line like we're we're i'm a new yorker right. i can't i can't do this you know but i want to mm-hmm. be nice this is about beneath it. you guys it's a little bit beneath this so i pull out 520s uh-huh. mos- mosey up to the front and I, and i you know i palm them oh, no. this is so funny it's so funny i palm them to the to the door guy and he and i go maybe i was like yeah i know this line is long but hopefully this will help and he's like Oh, thank you. Nice to meet you. It won't help, but I appreciate it. And just kept the money and didn't let us in. <laughs> oh, no. It's the coolest. It's like, honestly the coolest behavior I've ever. I was like, that's the best money I've spent in years for the story. It's amazing. This is this is straight out of a Seinfeld episode. It's like, that so is good. Textbook out of a Seinfeld episode. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. And thank God you're so rich that you can make a $100 <laughs> oopsie daisy and it doesn't really affect your day. Because, you know, a young TJ, if I was doing that too you know impress a dame or something over at the bemelman's bar i i lose a hundred bucks like this date's over for, me for the next well, week yeah, yeah well yeah. luckily luckily for you jason when you were that age uh bemelman's didn't exist in lax you had a plug so it's it's a little <laughs> it's a little bit better for you you know it's a little bit better yeah i you. went up to the bar and i'd be like hey let me get three fingers of svedka huh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so anyway we didn't so we we were basically i mean i I do everything for the story, of course. So that was worth every penny. That was a hundred dollars. Yes, you know, invested in how we all had a, we all had a giggle. Yeah. So did you stick around and eventually wait it out, or did you guys bounce? We went across the street to the Mark, where uh, another classic uptown hotel. But the scene up here, so the scene uptown is absolutely insane. Like we go to the Mark, and there's like a fucking you know like off duty New York City lughead cop working the door of a bar. Like a tiny little hotel bar. What the hell? And we're like, hey, what's up? We just wanted to, you know, get a drink. He's like, oh, yeah, we're fully committed tonight. And, you know, we're, we're fully committed. I'm like, it's 4.30 p.m. on a Saturday, and it's a bar. <laughs> you're like, you're not, this is, we're, we're not at Le Bernadin. This isn't full. You're not fully committed. Yeah, who says fully committed at a little bar? It's such bullshit. So then we're waiting, and he's like, yeah, I just, just got to wait. You know, you're just, just going to have to wait. So t- we waited for like 30 minutes. And then eventually, you know, after checking our vaccine cards and IDs, they let us in to stand at the bar. <laughs> to stand at the bar. And I'm sure I didn't, obviously, I didn't look at the prices because I wasn't drinking. But I'm sure this is a $25 cocktail kind of establishment. Yeah, you, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. So anyway, it was just, What is happening? What is happening? I think what's happening is that these hotels were fucked for so long. Mm-hmm. And now the only people that are going to them are rich people, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of rich people that want to be out in the world, and they haven't been able to be, and they're just all going at once. Yeah, but rich people don't wait. How do they? I mean, you if if you you guys can't be the only people who are getting the we're fully committed. No, no, of course not. And you guys are pulling up. You guys are wearing cashmere in a fucking Bentley, and they're like, mm, sorry, they don't even they don't care, bro. They don't care. Our, our money our money is is apparently not long enough. <sighs> 
Damn, this would never happen in Glendale. No, it wouldn't. You could pull up to Dentai Fung anytime and wait for two and a half hours. It's it's it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Dentai Fung is always fully in, committed, Chris. Come on, that's a low blow. I, but I just you know, but it's like it's so this lughead fucking cop is mm-hmm. is basically talking to like a seventeen. It's a lughead cop and a seventeen year old girl running this operation where the rooms are a thousand dollars a night. It just makes it's in, it's insane. It's insane. The seventeen year old girl like reads a script to us and we're just yeah. all looking at her like dead in the face like yeah i know what you're saying but like this is stupid come on uh yeah well i mean remember i it was a it was a couple of months ago i was ranting about about service remember when i was in new york and we went to the yes. movie theater mm-hmm. uh, and that was that whole thing it seems it sounds like you're experiencing some of this as well where we don't have any the, the service industry where people gave you actual service has been removed from the world, man. It just doesn't. There's no good help. Is not hard to find. It is impossible to find. No, it's it's and and the, I mean it's honestly it's it's pretty crazy. And these are places that you know arguably are known for service. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. Because there's people out there who is like, I have a lot of money, and I love being treated well at a restaurant. And when you go to a nice restaurant and they treat you well. You got a customer for life. You keep coming back. That's just the whole vibe. But then as soon as that goes away, as soon as you start being treated poorly, you know, the oysters don't taste quite as fresh. No, exactly. You know, it, 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 it's, it all starts fading. You, you can never compromise that. And, I, and the more restaurants I go to, the more I'm experiencing that on, a, you know, if I, I have to, I, I can't go to any new restaurants. The service is just going to be, I'm t- it's, I've really, really had stupid. to, I was really toughing it out. I was really bummed. And then of course, you know, then I have to go back downtown to have, uh, have dinner with Eric Chakin in the neighborhood. And, you know, of course, it takes, you know, an hour. You're going to have to either leave New York or learn how to start cooking, Chris, because... Well, that's... I mean... I don't know if you have... You're such a busy guy. I don't know if you have time to wait around at Dr. Clark all day, Chris. No, I don't. I mean, that's probably a place where they would actually take care of me like the fucking human being that I am, the respect that I deserve. You can't get any respect in this town. Rodney Dangerfield voice. I know Wim Hof. But the, I know the, Wim Hof. Where's the, my tooth? <laughs> The best part was that when they picked me up in the Bentley truck, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you know, I'm in the back seat. We're catching up, and and Pia's drinking. There's a to go Aperol Spritz, so a road soda. Mommy needs her m- bottle as well. Mom, mommy needs her juice. Yeah, so it was a big, it was a big Saturday in in um in in Manhattan for me. In the in the in the Big Apple, I actually did a little road soda just yesterday, Chris. What was it? It was uh, it was it was your your boys two robbers coffee their their happy coffee hard seltzer cold brew because that's caffeinating you so you felt like it was fine. Well, it because it really doesn't look like it just looks like you're buying like a cold brew coffee you know like a nitro cold brew from Canned. Whole Foods or whatever. So there's nowhere on it where it says like this has alcohol on it. It, it, yeah. it, it in small letters it'll say like hard seltzer or whatever yeah but either way you know i was able to just kind of drive around i didn't get arrested that's cool. but like it, it, i didn't feel drunk i didn't feel like i was doing anything wrong it's kind of like stealing from whole foods you're like come on guys what's yeah going on yeah because the prices are just so astronomical it's just <laughs> it's just you know if i don't do it somebody else is going to i know that's how you feel tj yeah you guys should be lucky that i'm the one who's doing this that's a, <laughs> but but speaking yeah. of getting turned up and and fitness chris we were we we're talking a couple days ago i i was recently uh experiencing something that was very new to me but is very old to you which is pre-workout powder. Yeah, welcome to the dark side, baby. <laughs> hey, Chris. It's Tim time. Let's get into some Timberland talk. How are you? I'm great, man. I was just I was just looking here. 
uh, the Timberland Greenstride sole on these boots they sent me. It's made from 75% renewable sugar cane and natural rubber, uh, which which does the job of combining eco consciousness and comfort. Okay, that's a that's a very good amount. That's almost that's that's almost one hundred percent. So all that natural rubber, all that sugar cane, that's everything that's renewable. That's going to do a good job as part of Timberland's commitment to make sure their their products are sustainable for a more greener world, uh, with the goal of having a net positive impact on the environment by 2030 that's positive that's better than neutral and much better than negative of course of course but i i would we'd be remiss not to discuss the the eco-conscious materials that we've we've laid out for you uh also you know they look cool they're rugged lightweight and durable you can go shop the men's and women's green stride collection on timberland.com we talked about it via text because you you, your quote on on your quote on pre-workout powder was this is cheating (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well this Which is cheating I, in in two ways it's cheating like the actual workout fitness thing where like your body's doing things that maybe it necessarily shouldn't be able to be doing it's not like steroids or anything like that but you know yeah i felt like this is something going on here yeah you felt a little a little tingle got a little drip in the back of the throat you know what i mean your <laughs> yeah. mind's race your mind's racing but more so it was cheating for a sober person it, it felt like you remember when i was no drink- don't do this bitch when, don't I, do when this. I was this drinking is- that kratom for a while yeah i remember your i remember the tj kratom phase <laughs> how could we forget and it's like this isn't heroin and then a lot of people are like it's pretty much like heroin and then I was like, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. It's And this is sort of like, this isn't... It's caffeine. This isn't methamphetamines. No. It, and then when I drank it, I was like, I it do kind of be feeling like methamphetamine. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying that you are going to get hooked on pre-workout. I mean, obviously, if this was going to be a problem for you, it would have surfaced many, many CrossFit classes ago, right? No, luckily, LeBron and Ladder is my dealer, and they keep me. They keep me. I, I got. I'm on the ladder. I'm on the ladder flow team where it just replenishes. It just shows up, and I'm ready. That's how much pre workout I'm using. If you open any of my cabinets in my kitchen, it starts falling out like like loose oranges and apples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, clonking me on the head. <laughs> the amount of pre workout that I have. Idios mio is what I say every day. The the thing about it is, Jason, much like regular drugs, it's diminishing returns. You know, the first couple times you're like, "Holy shit, I'm fucking vibrating," and then over time, it's uh-huh, like, "This uh-huh. is this works," but it doesn't feel insane. You said diminishing returns, but also the tolerance level, obviously. So does that mean that when I, because when I took my first hit of that raw A1 Perico, <laughs> I I was like, "All right, it says mix a a scoop in your water or smoothie or whatever." So. I was like, you know, I'm a little bit of a, I'm more of a downer guy than an upper guy. So I don't like to be spracked out like you or some other people in my life. So I'm like, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a halfer. Oh, you, God, you, I did a, you I did are a, half a bitch scoop. made, bro. You did a half a scoop of pre-workout? <laughs> Damn, bro. Well, your I mean, titties are sagging, bro. Chris, come on now. <laughs> Chris, I come, from, I come from a culinary background. And one of the, the, the rule number one in cooking, baking, anything you can always add more. You can never take it out. So once I could always have the other half of the scoop, but once I ingest the whole scoop, and if it's too far, there's nothing I can do. So I was I was just protecting my Good ass. Point. It's called Good being point. responsible. Something that you could learn. So I, I took it and I was like, bro, I'd be geeking. I, I'm be geeked up. I didn't even think like the thing that happens is you don't you don't think about what's happening. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this. You know, whatever. I, I took a half a scoop. I went and played tennis. And then, you know, I was hitting balls around for like an hour or so, feeling good, feeling great. I was like, oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. I feel great. 
And then I go home, drop Bay off. Next thing I know, I'm in the gym, and I didn't even plan on going to the gym. And I was just texting you guys like, now I'm just working out. At, it was like 6 o'clock at night, and I was just working out at the gym, unplanned, unscripted. And I was just like pumping iron. Thank God. And I didn't, I didn't even want to or didn't plan on it. I just like blinked and woke up and I was in the gym pumping iron. And I was like, okay, I, I'm starting to understand the pre-workout. Yeah, now. well, I mean, look, bro, I, I often get a two-a-day in in a similar, you know, a similar way where one's tennis and one is, is lifting. And that's – Sure. I only take the pre-workout to lift in the morning. Yeah, well, I want some I, I want some pro tips. So it's better to take it in the morning because if you take it too late, will it keep I you up at night? I don't think anything affects me like that anymore because I, I just – I drink a coffee mm-hmm. in the morning and then I have water, coffee, pre-workout, gym, and then coffee in the afternoon before a second workout of any kind. I got to say coffee and pre-workout, that seems like a little bit of a party pack. We call that, Is that too we much? call it candy flipping uh, where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, like I said, I just don't think this stuff, like coffee, I just like, I like the way it tastes. Obviously, it, caffe- it caffeinates me, but like, yeah, sure. I think pre-workout is just a good habit to get in. If you're going to go to the gym... <laughs> I mean, bro, if you're going to go to the gym for an hour, an hour and a half, and and you're feeling a little sluggish, it's just like, why go? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, then my question, next question is, if if you get the diminishing returns, if the tolerance level increases, then are you upping the dose? Are you doing one scoop, two scoop, three scoop? No. My question is why, Chris? I just think that's a little extreme. You know, I've seen how that works for me. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't, but it's still, I mean, it works, of course, the same way coffee works, but sometimes, obviously, depending on your body chemistry, how you're feeling, how you slept, you know, like sometimes I'll wake up and have a coffee and pow, I'm fucking, you know, off to the races. Mm -hmm. Other times I have a coffee and I feel like I'm still asleep. It just, I don't think that that, it depends on the flora and fauna of what's going on inside of that beautiful bot of yours. Exactly. Exactly. My, my body chemistry is of course perfect. I imagine, but I think sometimes. Times, mm-hmm. you know we all get off track jason you know? i imagine i imagine i imagine it's I <laughs> that's imagine. what you tell the doctor when you're going in for your your checkup you're like so what's going on anything feeling weird or you know how many drinks a day you having a little coffee cigarette and you're like i imagine my body to be perfect <laughs> next question i mean i think that's a good way to approach it. these guys don't know anything man doctors whatever bro well i'm glad it worked for you yeah it worked for me i, I might you know i might load up uh, later today who knows i mean look there's no reason not to yeah i like it it feels good and and the the last thing the weird part about it is the flavor of it which i think the one i was taking is like strawberry lemonade yeah I- i'm familiar i would never in a million years like go to the store and buy a drink that was strawberry lemonade flavor unless it was like me drinking a snapple in 1998 or something you know like yeah yes that's just not it's just not a flavor that enters TJ my doesn't, adult body TJ doesn't reach for that no and i'm sure you don't either no definitely not no, yeah no. The, the thought of just buying a strawberry lemonade is just like loco i mean no offense to our arizona iced tea sippers on listening right now but our palates are just more refined than mm-hmm, the average mm-hmm. drinker but anyways I, w- I, w- I would drink it and i'd be like low-key i kind of like this in a weird way that like the flavor was sort of like a synthesized flavor from my my childhood that i couldn't put my finger on but oh it was like it was uh, i was able to experience this naughty dum-dum um simpleton flavor yeah uh sort of in in secrecy it was it was a clandestine sip where i was like nobody knows that this this healthy pre-workout gym drink that i'm having is low key like nummy in a little kid candy kind of way. This is interesting. So you're, you're- it was weird. And then I, I I was drinking it in the car on the way to the gym, and I came back into the car after the gym, 
and my car just smelled it just reeked of this strawberry lemonade and i was low-key enjoying it and I, i i think there's like some type of interesting i don't know chemical connection going on there with with what they've done with the flavors what lebron's doing with the flavors over there well probably bring you know i think that you you know if a fl- he's playing with my emotions i was about to say i think you know it brought you back to your childhood it gave you a warm hug and you got your numbers up a little bit it's a win-win from mm-hmm. what i from what i can i don't see a downside to this is, is what no, I'm no 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 downside but I, it just it had my my spotty sense tingling of what what's going on here you know i like to always be in tune with the body and the mental I'm luckily going to be back by December 9th. So are we going to go to this Larry Hoover show? I think it's free. Is it free? Is there? Do you have to do a donation to Larry Hoover GoFundMe? I mean, I guess. I'm, I hope they have something more sophisticated than that. So this is this is at like the L.A. Coliseum. Is that what it was? I believe so. Which I'm not. I'm not familiar with that venue and how large it is, but I imagine it's quite large. I think the L.A. Coliseum is where they have they had the Olympics in in '84. Oh, I've been there before. Then okay. It's huge. Uh, do you see the stones there or something? Uh, we did a Tom Brown shoot there, actually. It was really crazy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the capacity there, it's the biggest stadium in LA for sure. It's 78,000 is the capacity. So I just want to be clear. There's going to be 80,000 people in a stadium. Actually, no, no, no. Rose Bowl has a little bit, has, has bigger. A little um, bit more. But still, I mean, that's Rose Bowl capacity is 90,000. I don't know it's that big. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That's college football shit, bro. It's different. Welcome to the South. <laughs> south pasadena do you think i don't want to see you know the problem with this is it's free so you know they're gonna half-ass it i don't know bro when you go see kanye west or drake the production is fucking crazy there's no way they're gonna do that level of production for a free show that they're basically doing for promotion under the guise of we're helping someone they'll get somebody else to pay for it. it'll be it'll be all everyone will donate their time and everything but also you know they've been they've been beefing for all this time, and all all you need is a, a booming sound system, a microphone that works, and people are going to be happy. You know, they're are you not just saying? Like, are you just where's saying? Where's the where's the where's the flying Lamborghini? I want my money back or I want my donation. Are you back. saying that we only need one mic? Is that what you're saying? All I need is one mic. Is sort of the the crux of this point. But I mean, it, it's a free concert with Drake and and Kanye, the two largest hip-hop stars in the world mm-hmm. it doesn't matter they can do it kind of grassroots but i'm sure everyone will donate their time and their money because it's for a good cause i didn't know that the fight for larry hoover was was such a important thing yeah i didn't either i mean i know that he's like a he's an american gang leader co-founder of of, uh, of the gds gangster disciples, disciples. Okay. he's serving six life sentences in colorado so they're hoping that this concert will raise support in with the efforts to free him. See, when I was growing up, Jason, we were trying to free Mumia. You know what I mean at our show at our shows. Now, mm-hmm. now we're out here trying to free Larry Hoover. I'm sure they can get like signatures and money or whatever they're trying to get by doing this for sure. I don't think it'll matter, but they can definitely get it. You know, it's like the two biggest, mm-hmm. two of the biggest stars in the world. But the question is, will Pete Davidson be there? Pete is definitely going to be there, and they're going to make him pay. I mean, but. I, I want to know why uh, or how or what they plan on doing with, like, if they're going to raise money and awareness for this guy who is serving six life sentences. Like, I I don't understand what they're going to do. I think they probably want him to be free for some. You know, they think maybe he was. Oh yeah, I mean, I know they want him to be free, but just because. But I mean, he was in '95. He was in prison already for murder, and then there was an undercover investigation by the government. He was indicted for drug conspiracy, extortion, 
criminal enterprising from prison. He was then arrested in jail by federal Jesus agents. Can you imagine getting arrested a federal in, jail? Arrested while you're in jail? I didn't even know that was possible. I know. So then he moved to a maximum security federal prison in Colorado, found guilty on all of those extra charges. So the leader of a giant gang, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm not but sure. I don't yeah, understand I don't re- what's going to happen to a guy what they're going to do to get a guy who is in jail for six life sentences. No, I don't really understand either. Maybe there's more to the story that we don't know, but I don't really care, obviously. So, <laughs> I mean, I know he's got he's got a 200 year sentence. I mean, hopefully he's a if he's a nice guy and they want him to get out, we'll raise some great awareness for him. Maybe but, it's you know, maybe it's he's, you know, found He's 70 years old. He's 70 and he found God in prison, maybe, you know, and he's he's reformed I'm his sure. life and he could do more more, you know good outside than inside but i don't know you know i'm not a big jail guy so I'm, I, I would love to see. not a big jail guy either way kanye is gonna sell three million dollars worth of uh hoodies with larry hoover's mugshot on them or something like that bro the fact i just laugh i mean i've been seeing so many of the the sweatsuits like the sunday service sweatsuits lately which i, I i'm like i don't like, do you have to go to the Sunday service to buy those? Obviously not. You can buy it online. Hell no. Okay, you can buy it online somewhere. Because it's like the ultimate basic white chick, like pre-workout uniform <laughs> is is a piece of Kanye West Sunday service merch. Or I guess Astroworld merch is no longer as hot as it once was. Mm-hmm. But that 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 used to be the, the go-to. Yeah. You could not go to Air, Air One in LA without seeing at least three pieces of Astroworld. For real. It was two years ago. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere. It's crazy. You couldn't go to the dang bus stop. Yeah, and also what is going to happen with, you know, everyone is a little bit touch and go with having a massive rap music concert right now. Uh, You know, obviously the music of Drake is much less turned up. Maybe Drake will just do an R&B only set to kind of keep things, you know, mellow. Mm. He'll just do, he'll open with Marvin's Room, really get the energy up. You know, go kind of go from there with some of his more his more R and B leaning smashes. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'm sure. Well, this goes back to my theory though that this the Astro World catastrophe is actually not going to change anything. This is direct proof of that. Yeah, that's true. Like they're getting eighty thousand people in the stadium like two weeks after that happened. I mean, maybe there'll be like different you know protocol, quote unquote. But I, I still don't like. Yeah, well, I, th- I think Garcetti made him promise not to do anything bad, <laughs> and they're they're going to be chill about it. Hey guys, please don't. You know, we just we we, the, the, we we're still wearing masks, so the city of LA can't have any more bad press. If you could just if you could just make sure. Yeah, I guess is is it, is it because it's for yeah. a good cause, but, but also if you're like a police a, officer, it's not a good cause. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> you're a police officer, you're like, wait a minute, uh, maybe I don't think this is a good cause. My whole job is to put criminals in jail. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of crazy they're getting away with it, to be honest. But I'm sure it's again, it, it's it's Drake and Kanye. It's like they're too big. No one's going to say no to them. It's the the simulation at work. Right. Uh, Once you know? again, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about the simulation of when they announced that that Kim Kim and Pete were dating. It's like okay, what's going on that we need to be distracted from so much that this is happening i'll tell you I what I, i'll tell you what what do you got chris fucking courtney and travis barker that's what she's trying to distract you from she ain't trying to distract mm-hmm. you from yeah. the world's ills they only care about themselves and that's why they're rich and cool so so did travis tell kylie like all right you got to tell kim to start fucking pete davidson or something wild <laughs> because i'm getting too much heat right now i mean honestly no but not no like it's not out and of the- kylie's like boo that sounds 
crazy, but I'll do it for you. Do it for our family. I want to think that they're as calculated as it seems like they are because it would be mm-hmm. cool and it would like it would be cool. Well, it would explain why it works because it's like actually calculated and like well thought out. But right, right, right. It seems insane that it would be that calculated. Sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. They've been saying that for years. Shout out to Bad Religion. <laughs> we are not. We are not <laughs> shouting out Bad Religion on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, but no, thank you. Sorry about that. Sorry no, it's okay. That. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to cross the pond, bro. Uh, when you, you leave tomorrow, right? No, just a few short hours, actually. Oh, just a few short hours. Okay, so yeah. you're gonna go JFK to LDN. Yeah, London Heath, <laughs> London Heathrow, LHR. How's the lounge over there in Heathrow? Probably pretty bomb. It's pretty bomb. Yeah, unfortunately, the flight is operated by Virgin Atlantic. Not my favorite, but you know, we'll, we'll make do. It's better than Virgin America, isn't it? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. But but I, I got my negative COVID test. I, so I went and got a COVID test. Let's go. And I hadn't gotten one in in a while. And um, mm-hmm. and you know you have to have one to get on the plane, and then you have to get one. You have to have one once you get there. You, after forty eight hours, you have to have oh. one when you get there. It's a whole thing. Bollocks. But but the so you know I'm, I'm I find this place like Cho was like oh there's a place right near us go there and then Brent Trill was like oh I also went there it's called Clear MD. Mm-hmm. Bro, this shit was rickety like a damn Halloween store. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like the walls are fake. It's like, are these these people are like? It looks like they just grabbed like any college dropout and put scrubs on them and let them shove shit up your nose. It's insane. It's insane. I mean, you, and this is also in manhattan the most metropolitan city in the world i mean you should literally because i've been soho. to a lot of these literally in soho i've been to a lot of these before in mexico in italy you know you should be glad what you had I mean, while you're over there in in europe those those dirty europeans when you have to get tested to come back oh brother hold on to your hat you're gonna be in you're gonna be in leeds you're gonna be in <laughs> chris you gotta take the tube to manchester to get the the covid test no so i i was at the i was at the i got there it's gonna be cor- it's gonna be corrugated aluminium walls i was i'd been out all day obviously guzzling water i just had a nice lunch with old friend we guzzling the water like you're trying to beat a piss test no i know i was <laughs> i had been it <laughs> yeah exactly damn it bro i gotta go take a test so you know what i'm saying right, i got a covid test bro like, <laughs> all right all right all right drink this drink this i got yeah i went to the head it chase nasty but it works that's how, that's how i'm and in 48 hours Best Buy is going to call and they're going to be like, all right, bro, you got the job. I went to the head shop to buy a weird drink for $100 that flushes <laughs> my system out. No, I just, I've been drinking water all day. I'd had a nice lunch with friend of the show, Oliver El Khatib at San Ambrose, where I downed some sparkling. I was just full of, of, you were fluid. Yeah. Heavy. I was fluid heavy. I get to the place. I have an appointment. And I like, I paid extra to get the test back faster just to ensure that I had, had the results. And okay. speed pass. And I was like, yeah, can I use the bathroom? And, and the nurse was like, no. <laughs> I was like, this is a, I was like, I'm paying for a test and this is a, a, albeit rickety, it is a medical office and you're telling me I can't use the bathroom. And she was like, yeah, sorry. No public bathroom. This bitch is like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's like, no public bathroom. So I go to the, I'm like, this is so, so I go over to her. I, I, I got five $20 bills. I fold them up in my hand. <laughs> no. So I'm like, I'm, so I'm sitting down waiting and I'm just like, this is crazy. Like what on earth, what world do we live in where this person's like, let me use the bathroom. And then I go back and the, the guy who's giving me the actual test, I'm like, can I use the bathroom? And he's like, oh yeah, sure, bro. It's the last door on the right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn, she must she must have heard of you from Twitter, and she's like, "This motherfucker ain't gonna use no bathroom." I was bro. so fu- I was just like, "Damn, this is a rough day for me." I, 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 you know, I've had a lot. Bro, of- I mean, when you gotta when you gotta go number one, and you're in Manhattan, it's no joke, bro. It's really not. I, I usually go to Balthazar because it's like I know exactly how to get down the steps, and it's central. Mm-hmm. You can walk in with purpose and, and confidence, and and get through. I just double. Yeah, I double. I also kiss. heard. <laughs> Why, go ahead. Double cheek, double cheek kiss to Maitre D. Just to go to the bathroom. That's how. I'm- Your normal table, Christopher. <laughs> oh, oh, just just the piss. <laughs> Very well, right this way, sir. <laughs> oh, I was listening to to a podcast. Um, I'm sorry. I think it was called. I think it was called Try This or Nice Try. I forgot what it's called, but it's uh, hosted by a girl, Avery Truffleman. She's like a pod pod producer. Wow, legend. cool, cool name. Cool. Yeah, it's called Nice Try, but it was a, a, an episode about. Uh, this one was about bidets, and there's a there's a Toto bidet store in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and there's I guess there's legend and lore that they have a bathroom in there that's like technically. Or, you know, trying out this Japanese bidet toilet, okay. but it is a fully functioning toilet that does work. So if you are in the city and you uh, are able to oh, sort of walk in with confidence and purpose, you know, you don't have to use the the Starbucks on, you know, 149th Street or whatever it is. You can go into this Toto and if you kind of ask nicely and you have the right kind of swag, you can. That's interesting. I'll keep that in my little Rolodex. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know, just for our, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are in from NYC based on our show or ticket sales over there at the uh, Bowery Ballroom. We have a pretty, um, we have a pretty piss forward listener, you know. So and our, yeah, our fan base likes to piss. You know what can I say? Well, I think it's because they hydrate. You know, they're smart about hydration. Yeah, they're um, they're water pilled. There are they some there are some downsides to that though. Chris, you ever heard about piss maxing? Speaking of downsides, piss maxing. <laughs> That's where you drink uh, the maximum amount of water that you can hold or handle. And then you, you know, in turn, in theory, you should be able to piss the maximum amount of piss this that your, your body thing. can piss. What are you talking about? <laughs> why is this a thing? I mean, why is everything a thing? This is 2021. There's no rules. Where do you where do you find this shit, Jason? Like, what do you do all day? I do the same exact thing as you, bro. I look on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that is true. I guess that is true. But that just seems I don't see the I think our 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 content uh you know ingestion is quite different. It has a little bit of incel energy. A lot of the stuff you're into does, which makes me question a lot of things about you personally. And I, I hate to do that. I'm not an incel. No, I know. I know you're not, but you have you're more interested in some of the the you know the readings and teachings of the incel community than I am. You're not false. You know, I, I just, and I know you're just exploring or whatever, but it's, it's pretty, I, I would say back off it. Back off. Okay. Pump the brakes on that one. Yeah. I, you know, as, as you get older, you, you want to know what, you know, the, the youth are doing, keeping up with, with what the kids are doing. And a lot of the kids are doing really bad stuff. So it's good to look at it from afar. Mm hmm. You know, like one of your little Chelsea art galleries, but then you know, go home to the the safety of your of your conservative homestead in the Lower East Side. Speaking of, I guess we have to talk about Thanksgiving. You, well, I'm going to a bomb ass Friendsgiving this this afternoon, and that's that's what I want. That's what I wanted to talk about is how pathetic Friendsgivings are. <laughs> 
I think that leaning into Friendsgiving in an ironic way is is not only a, a poor excuse for in, trying to enjoy a dumb thing like Friendsgiving, but also I think if you are celebrating Friendsgiving in earnest because like you are separated from your family and you do enjoy gathering and eating food and hanging out with people, then it's not really a bad thing. But well, here's the, it's the, easily here's the funny turned thing about, into something terrible. Pretty interesting, Jason, because I love gathering. I'm <laughs> I'm mid on eating food. Yeah. But you know, I, I you do that in a restaurant where people can cook mm-hmm. and you do it year round when there's not <laughs> you know murder and gross food attached but to also, it. But you know, also <laughs> I don't think we should celebrate any holidays. You know my stance on that. But I also That's true. All holidays are sus. All holidays are sus and, and are only set forth by a capitalist agenda. Mm-hmm. And I'm blaming Hallmark, I'm blaming Target, I'm blaming Amazon, I'm blaming Walmart. But also you are a capitalist, so there is that. Yeah, but I mean only when it reflects my personal wallet, you know, not not mm-hmm. I don't need it to be shoved down my throat. <laughs> okay, so I agree with you. Like a slice of turkey, like a slice of dry turkey. Me as well, Chris. <laughs> I do not need an excuse or a reason or, you know, the Hallmark card company to tell me now it's time to gather with my loved ones and and eat some mm-hmm. bad food that's all brown and tan. But, you know, some people out there like to cook and they like to show off their wares and offerings with their friends and they like to gather. I know you like to read Kinfolk and stuff like that. So there's a lot of that kind of energy (laughs) going on and it can be abused. It can go one way that's bad and it can go another way that's cool. But some people are like, I've been working on this Allison Roman buttermilk mashed potato recipe or a... You know, I've been sous viding my turkey and I'm going to make a turkey porchetta out of it or my gravy recipe from my Mima who just passed away. I need to make it for her or else, you know. Oh, don't bring don't bring on. dead Mima. Don't don't bring dead Mima to this. And, Mima's coming out. And, bitch. and try to pull my heartstrings. Like, you think I give a fuck if Mima made gravy? I don't give a fuck. My backyard has a pomegranate tree and I'm up to my gills in pomegranates. What am I going to do with these? I have to cook a bunch of butternut squash and put it all over with some lebne you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have a lot of needs out there and friendsgiving is gonna is gonna help them look i'm excited i mean i would if i was in la i'd probably be going to this gathering that you're going to you'd be show. what would you show up with i would show up with probably a, a bottle of wine and then my you show up with a 39 dollar bottle of wine that would be delicious wouldn't you a, a 39 dollar bottle of wine and then a meal for me to eat <laughs> you would have you show up with an urban one of those urban bowls from the airport the, where it's just in the little glass tube. I would rather have an urban bowl from the airport that I get out of a vending machine than any food <laughs> any food that's on a Thanksgiving menu. You show up to Thanksgiving where everyone is eating this beautiful, you know, all the producers from Cookbook. Dear Dana has been whipping up her fucking Moroccan tabbouleh all day long. And you're like, you know what? Some kale was chopped up by some stinky bitch somewhere in Denver uh, three days ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Inside of a, a plastic mason jar, I'm 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 about to eat that instead. That's kind of where you're at, and that's why you're a cool guy, Chris. It's better. Look, I've been over to Decatur's house many, at least twice, and ordered M Cafe to the house to eat while you, while <laughs> you guys ate whatever no, you were true. eating. That's true. I'm not. True. I've seen it. I just don't think. <clears throat> I just don't understand why we have to force people to do things they don't want to do to celebrate. Like. I, I would love to hang out with you guys. It doesn't need to. I don't need to have bad food attached to it. I'll just order something and enjoy myself and enjoy the company of my friends. I think you found out a way to hack your way through life. But I think the, the only, you know, I think the difference is 
everybody thinks that they want to do this stuff. And then once they're actually in it, then they remember like, oh, I actually hate doing this. But you sort of forget and trick yourself every year of like, oh, maybe this year will be different. Maybe my Thanksgiving will be cool. Maybe whatever. But well, good luck. Good luck. You know, it, it almost never works out. You have the presence of mind to look forward and to know that like this is a fool's errand. Obviously, this is all going to suck ass, and it always does. Always does. Especially if you have if you have to hang out with your family. Those people are the worst. Well, enjoy yourself. But I, I did when you asked me what I brought. It reminded me I went to a a party on Friday. A hot a hot party. How hot was it? I mean, it wasn't actually physically hot, but it was, you know, Matt and, Matt and Gabe, who uh, built the How Long Gone website, they share a, a space with this guy, Jason Ryder, and they had a party. It was a, a studio? A studio party. party, but Jason was doing uh, like a full-on, pretty crazy Korean barbecue spread over an open flame outside on the patio. Oh, wow. But the point is, it, I didn't know if it was a party, you bring something to or you don't bring something to but I did stop and pick up a bottle of 818. Really? It went over pretty well. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, no one's going to be mad at some tequila shots, right? Well, there was well, there was a bottle of Esplan on the table, which kind of sent me, sp- sp- reminding me of tour. So I did throw it away and just kind of... Get that piss out of you. Yeah, you threw it. I just, <laughs> I just threw it away and put the 818 kind of front and center. And then somebody brought... God, could you imagine <laughs> if you went into a party and you walk in and there's a bar set up and there's wine and champagne and a little tequila. Somebody brought... Uh, cool Japanese whiskey, and then you just see a guy take a full plastic is still on the cap, yeah, and you just see the Espelon bottle, and you just grab it and throw it straight into the trash can. I that think was me. If I walked into a party and saw that, I'd be like, "This is the coolest party I've ever been to already." But there was, and then somebody brought some. It looked like somebody brought some Casamigos later in the evening, which I that I feel like oh, is able to sit beside eight one eight confidently on the on the the self serve bar. They've earned their place at the table. I let I let eight one eight I I let Casamigos live uh, <laughs> to to breathe another day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun being mm-hmm. in a party. Saw a lot, of, tapped in with a lot of the homies. It was it was, um, you know, we don't have that kind of thing in L.A. Really, parties. Yeah, not in the same way. You know what I mean? Like people actually look, no, people actually looked cool and stuff. Yeah, pe- parties in L.A. It's just like, oh, thank God, I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to drink and I don't have to dress up. This is like a great, and I can bring my shitty ass kid or something. Yeah, I can bring my dog and my two kids uh, in my Volvo while wearing my um, Sunday service you sweats. Know, you know my dog has a helmet too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lay, my dog got a helmet too. I mean, no, my dog, my bark dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. My dog has a helmet because his canine skull is still developing. <laughs> It's soft. It's still developing. It's soft. He's got a soft canine skull. Yo, shout out to shout out to Fritz, the, my favorite helmeted child. Oh yeah, Fritz is the only helmeted child I recognize. The goat. I was supposed to go to Dinosaur Junior last night, but I just didn't have it in me. I just did not have it in me, man. I'm so bu- yo back on your old guys' rule swag. I, well, I saw Kevin Morby and Hamilton, a Lighthouser earlier this week. Uh, so I'd been, you know, and it was great. And you know, I was getting my little rocker on with with friend of the show Kobe. That's nice. I just go into Brooklyn on a Saturday after after being uptown. It's the culture shock would have been too much. Yeah, to go from Bemelman's to Brooklyn's. Oh, <laughs> oh. Fuck. unless you got the helicopter, I don't really understand how it's going to logistically work out. Well, th- I mean, that's not up to me. You know what I mean? I just kind of, I, mm. I just sent my email and the helicopter shows up. I don't, I don't know if there's a place. <laughs> 
I don't know if there's a place to land a helicopter in Brooklyn. Maybe it, you know it's <laughs> it's kind of overpopulated now. Like I don't think you can just put it down on Bedford anymore. You know, it's like I look at New York and it's not the same one I, I recognize. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, you used to be able to put a fucking <laughs> helicopter down right on Bedford, right in front of the American Apparel store. Now they probably don't even have one. You know where that Apple store is? That used to be my landing pad. You know, and I, you know, I'm pissed off personally. Mm-hmm. It used to be different. New York used to mean something. Yeah, I feel like we're watching a, a documentary. About Maple Thorpe and what's her name? Patty Smith. <laughs> what? Patty Smith. <laughs> well, Pat, yeah, a little bit of that. And then who's the. What's the, her the name? Book re- the book reader. Oh, Fran. Fran, Fran yeah, Fran Lee. I feel like we're. Fran Leewood's talking about. The book reader. Yeah. <laughs> the book reader. Who's that? Who's that old bitch? Yeah, I was, I was watching. She writes books. <laughs> Who's that book reader? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so Fran, you know, I was watching, you know, Fran was talking about on when I was watching that that documentary about booksellers. And yeah. She was talking about how, you know, the she could never throw a book away that's sacrilegious because it's like such a treasured, precious artifact. And then also she could, it was like a huge pet peeve of hers when she would see somebody who would not sort of treat a book with this perfect respect. Like if you ever had, mm-hmm. you know, crumpled pages or you used it of as course. a coaster or something like of that. Of course. Do you agree with her on this? Because I think it's fucking stupid. I've never thrown away well, a book. Well, not, not so much the throwing away part, um, but more so of like having to tr- having to keep this physical book that cost you, you know, $13 that you read and then that's it. Like having to keep it in this pristine mint condition like a pair of my fucking foam posits or something like that that that's going to go on StockX. i don't agree or disagree i mean i kind of like i keep i like to keep my shit crispy but that's my approach to life no matter are you what evs on this subject yeah i mean I, I like my shit crispy whether it's my foams or my tomes you know what i mean well what i was because <laughs> well, i was i was thinking before of like all these things in our life that we purchase that are that are sort of to be used. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that could be that could be a book, that could be furniture, that could be clothes. No, they should be used. I agree. You know, I we agree. when we were, you know, our, our episode coming up this week when we were talking about, you know, like the the well worn clothing or yeah. Larry David's towels being more absorbent. And like I you know, I'm looking at this couch in my living room and I know that, you know, after like after years go by, you'll it'll have some wear and tear. It won't look as new. The leather will be different and maybe they'll be you know it won't be as pristine as it was before but also at some point i will sell this couch or get rid of it or whatever and then get a new couch and then i'm looking at a i'm looking at a book and like a book is meant to be read it's meant to come with you it's a part of your life i think she's you know i I bring a book into the sauna well that's gross that's gross that's a different it just looks you know like i want a book when when i'm done reading a book i want it to look like it's been read I think it because what else am I going to do with it? Am I going to sell it? Why do I need to preserve the value of this thing that I'm going to consume? You pass it on to another friend who likes to read. No, I I understand what you're saying. I I think there's like a fine line, you know. Mm. There's like a fine line where to me it's like I'm not going to like really beat something up and you know dog ear everything just to do it and you know like. But but I I agree. I want it to look. But you're not going to keep it wrapped in plastic. No, in in like a hermetically sealed no 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 no. i only do that with my weed i don't know if it's like a mentality of growing up with nothing where like your parents are like we have to keep the couch wrapped in plastic because 
this is going to be the only couch we have for the rest of our lives or like we have to like make one day we're going to sell this so we have to like keep it perfectly preserved but then it's a little bit like if you sell a used book you know you're going to get fucking two dollars for it whether or not it's in a good condition or bad condition it's just what well, it is you're, maybe the kind of books you're reading because like your copy of <laughs> sapiens that you got from barnes and noble <laughs> isn't isn't worth isn't worth much first edition sapiens yeah you have a first edition of sapiens first edition sapiens with the error watermark a lot of people don't have that what's the like love language book uh which one i mean there's so many no but there's like the famous one there's like the famous one that's like what like the, what kind of partner you are or whatever you know what i mean that's what you have you have the right. you have the first edition kindle edition that you sold the nft of there's the, the five love languages how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate i think that's it you definitely have that first edition signed by the author tj keeps the score first edition that's that's for all my wounded shorties out there <laughs> <laughs> my wounded shorties oh yeah, all my God. wounded shorties out there both physically and emotionally keep your head up you know what i'm saying i got in a little hot water online yesterday for making i gotta write a sexy NFT. version of that book called that body keep the score <laughs> okay sorry you got in trouble for talking shit on nfts crypto crypto mafia came for you again well no i made fun of this nft that's like a hype beast cartoon i don't know if you saw yeah this. yeah yeah i saw that one of the it's just like a cartoon who has like it's a cartoon a who's wearing a, a Prada bucket and hat, an off white jacket, a Chrome Hearts necklace, Gucci jeans, Yeezys, and a Supreme Louis Vuitton duffel bag. A, a drawing that like a thirteen year old would make in art class yeah. about like what a badass like sneaker guy would wear. I make fun of it, and then halfway through, I'm looking through my Minchies, and the guy who who is responsible for it is someone i've known for a long time and like like <laughs> li i like like him and respect him and i think oh, no. you know i think it's funny but i also think that like i'm just like bro you're gonna make more money than me so i you know what, what's there to talk about like this is what people do now to get rich so did he come did he come for you no no he didn't come for me but i think he was just wanted me to know he's like oh bro by the way i drew this like i don't know if he drew it i think he's responsible I, for like, I, you know, I selling it or whatever what are the chances of him listening to this podcast right now Fair, i I'm 50 50 60 okay okay but i like i like him a lot and it's not it's just like to me i would do obviously i will do almost anything for money so i understand the mentality of like i'm interested i won't do that i'm interested in this culture and i know that this will work like go get your bread bro if you're, if you're making a bunch of money off of you know nfts like that i would normally say that that as a dick that's going to stay dry, ain't nobody going to suck that dick, even if you are able to afford dinner at Salt Bay's restaurant. But someone will suck your dick if you make a bunch of money from making an awful NFT. But is it going to be a mouth that you want? Probably not. Great question. Another great episode of How Long Gone in the Books. Well, I, and then somebody, somebody else was like, somebody else was like, yeah, well, you made that stupid NFT, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, do you think I wanted to do that? Like, do you think I think that's cool? You <laughs> fucking idiot. Like, are you new here? It's just, it's just stupid and funny. That, that's the whole thing about all this shit. It's stupid and funny and people are taking it seriously. And that's the problem. Yeah. You can make, you can make money doing this and not think it's serious and it's life changing and it's like revolutionizing currency. That, yeah. I guess coming, that's, that's so the, the equivalent of me talking shit on Alec Monopoly or mr brainwash and then somebody's like yeah but you like rothko he's also an artist and you're like eh, it's not the same oh no totally I, I just think that it's like 
if you're going to do something like this, no matter who you are. Roth goes bad too, but you know, that was a bad example. I should have used Banksy. You have to understand that, that people are going to be resistant to this because it's, it's not uh, aesthetically pleasing. I've never seen one that's aesthetically pleasing. That is true, but also people have hitched their wagons to this as their only way out in the world, and they're going to take it very personal when somebody like you, whose words have weight in the in the cultural zeitgeist, they're going to feel the need to defend it, and no, instead of uh, you know taking it in stride, they, because it's it's new money. You know, if they really were a swaggy person and. And you're like, hey, I'm like a multimillionaire from making these dumbass JPEGs, and somebody talks shit on you. You should be like, yeah, 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 suck my dick. Here's, uh, yeah, yeah, suck my dick. Here's a screenshot of my Coinbase broke boy. That's what I want. That's, that's what, what yeah, that's what you should be doing. But they're not. They're still operating, you know, in the in the incel in the incel mindset. I think it's a new. I mean, again, th- this guy is like an adult man that's been very successful. That's what. That's what's so interesting about it is that this isn't, you know, this isn't like a 22 year old. That's not who's the, this thing, this thing spans a lot of, a lot of, uh, I unfortunately you know, know a lot of adult men well into their forties, maybe fifties who make a lot, a lot, a lot of money off of the dumbest, ugliest digital art ever created by man. And I, they were never cool to begin with. So, but they're still going to be waking up in the middle of the night being like, I'm rich but my wife sucks <laughs> my life is fucking stupid and i have a bunch of cause sculptures in my hallway and hopefully they'll be like you know what chris and jason those guys did it the right way and then they that's when they take that then they hit that fentanyl a little too hard jump off the balcony we got rich from the really cool thing of podcasting so that's gonna yeah it's it's similar but at least there's no mm-hmm. yeezys on this side. not yet at least mm-hmm Okay, Jason, how long gone? Another one-on-one in the books, live from New York City, live from Glendale, California. We're back next week with many episodes. Uh, <laughs> middle of the week, we have our one of our new friends, uh, the, the a, a French-slash-British uh, model and in, influencer and fashionista, Camille Cherrier. By the way. And uh, we're recording one episode this week in from from across the pond, actually, but that's the Thanksgiving special, so I'll save that. And for, for our listeners who are cooking Thanksgiving this this week, don't do anything funky. Don't do anything weird. Just make the food regular. Mm-hmm. The only thing you should be adding to your turkey, mashed potatoes, anything, is just salt, baby. Don't fuck it up with some dumbass shit. Don't fuck it up with some dumbass shit. And we did the album uh, pre-order is up on jackjaguar.com. We'll be announcing uh, our own pre-order with a t-shirt bundle designed by Sam Jane soon. Yeah, and thanks to everyone for, for buying the uh, buying the album already on the pre-sale. Uh, yeah, and stay tuned for that bundle coming out soon with some cool shirts. And um, what else do we got? And I think we, we're going to uh, – some of the tour merch that we had uh, for sale only at the live shows, I think pretty soon we're going to be putting it up online so people can buy it from all over the world unless you live in russia there's a little bit left and jason was told to clean out the garage so you know he does what he's told so all right uh, how long ago no we had to reprint it all because we sold so much of it chris oh i'm sorry i always get so confused i'm not really a numbers guy you know that jason uh, don't worry luckily i can edit this all out <laughs> how long gone baby uh thank you and we will talk to you soon
Oh, oh, oh.